0: what's up squad and welcome back to another episode i hope you all are doing well this is coming live to you from my bedroom and me and the homegirl celia if you don't know um celia is my new spider companion that lives in my apartment she eats the flies and we vibe together and cecilia has returned after 48 hours of being missing and so we're just vibing right now we're just chilling but I wanted to talk to y'all today, kind of do a part two to my most listened to episode here on the self-love squad sessions, and that is dating while fat part two. Um, This is very impromptu, I just want to talk about what happened today and just some things that have been coming up in my emotions and I'm like, this would definitely be good to talk to the squad about. So, get a snack, get some water lego so let me tell you a story and then we'll dive into into the deeper stuff so i've been in my new apartment now for about a little over a month right and um a few days after i moved in i got my security installed my simply safe security installed and the guy that ended up installing it because i hired in an ins- an installer through Simply Safe. Like when I bought my Simply Safe, they set me up to get um, someone to come install it for me. And so the guy that installed it for me ended up knowing my current boss at my new job. And she was like, "Oh, he's so great. Blah blah blah. He's such a good person. I worked with him like 15 years ago. He's great. Whatever." And so he and I had been vibing or whatever and i'm trying to make this short this story short by the way because i think i've talked about this before at least on instagram if i haven't talked about it here um but it was like he and i had been vibing and he was like i'm gonna take you out to lunch like i really want to get to know you yada 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 right then he kind of goes m.i.a and i learned that there's a new term called breadcrumbing which is different than ghosting ghosting is when Someone is like talking to you, y'all are really vibing, getting to know each other, and then they just, er, they literally go ghost. They just stop talking to you, you never get closure, and they just leave. But breadcrumbing is when someone gives you just enough to keep you hanging on, but not enough to really treat you the way that you need to be treated or to really give proper communication. And so essentially that's what happened to me. I was being breadcrumbed. And so I kept being like, yo, are you good? Like, what's going on and then he came over again to do something i can't remember for me oh no 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 no! Then the second time it's how i get, get confused then the second time he came over he was like conveniently in the neighborhood because he like owns his own business and sometimes he works late so he was in the neighborhood and it was like 10 o'clock at night and he was like, hey, can I come see you? And I was like, yeah, whatever, nothing happened. He's just like, can I come see you? I was like, yeah. And so we talked and he kind of gave me this like sob story. He's like going through stuff and he just broke up with his ex. And I was like, look, I'm not really looking for anything too serious with you because you know my boss. It was like, but we can just kick it, get to know each other, you know, if we knock boots, whatever. And so he was like, okay, cool, you know, whatever. And he was like, yeah, like I'm really gonna take you out. Like, um, like I, I just trying to get some shit together, but like I really want to get to know you more, blah blah blah. I'm like, cool. The sexual tension was definitely there, we definitely were feeling each other. I was like, cool. Then he came over last weekend, I'm filming this on a Wednesday night. He came over last weekend, but I was on my, you know, Mother Nature on my monthly subscription to Satan's waterfall on my period. And so, obviously, things wanted to pop off, but I couldn't. We made out a little bit, you know, had a good time, heavy bedding, whatever. And he was like, look, I really like you. He was like, I'm off Tuesday, Wednesday. One of those days, let's have lunch. Come over, you know, we can kick it, whatever. And I work from home those days, so I'm like, I can just take a lunch break. We can go out. We can come back. Cool beans." So Tuesday comes and we'll take this back monday comes and i haven't heard any type of um like definitive plans for tuesday or wednesday so based on my schedule i make the executive decision to hang out wednesday okay which is today so i text him like hey i can't wait for wednesday so excited to finally go you know out on our date like whatever like i i'm excited And I'm like, you know, Mother Nature will be gone. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because remember, I haven't had sex in like over a year, right? So I'm like really excited. Like I went and shaved, you know, my hoo-ha. Like girl, I was ready. Ready, okay? And um, he's so hot. So like I was really excited. Um, And He just seemed like such a nice guy. But there were red flags, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And I ignored them. Anyway. So, then he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, Wednesday. Like, he just kind of lets me take the lead, and I just assume, okay, well, I'm the kind of person that always plans things. Like, maybe he was just going to wing it, but I don't work like that. I need to know my schedule. So, like, okay, cool, Wednesday. So, Tuesday afternoon, I call him, leave a voicemail, like, hey, um, can you let me know what time you were thinking about coming over tomorrow, because... I have some coworkers workers are trying to schedule meetings and I don't want to put like a lunch block on my schedule and like on my calendar and then you and I end up taking lunch like later in the day. Like I need to solidify like the hour that we're going to lunch and then I can work my schedule around that. No response. So I'm like, okay. But I see, wait, but I see that he read it, right? I could put on red and I'm like, okay, whatever so then Monday I mean so the Wednesday comes so today comes and I wake up and because I didn't hear from him the day before I had to go accept these meetings so now I wasn't going to be free for lunch until like three o'clock but like, there wasn't going to be an hour of time that I'd be free to leave my apartment until three so I'm like I really don't want him to just come over again <clears throat> but like I really want to see him like I'm really excited and I don't have you know an hour of time now in my early afternoon to have lunch so why don't why doesn't he just come over we can eat lunch and just kind of like you know kick it in between my meetings and in between my work so I text him that this morning I get a text back oh hey actually I had to go into work there was an emergency with a client yada 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 I'll call you when I'm done tell me why last night I already had this sinking feeling in my gut like he's not going to show up I just felt it in my spirit. And I kept trying to shake it because I was like, oh, you're just being negative. You're being self deprecating. Like, you deserve to have someone excited about you. Like, you deserve this. You deserve, like, to be taken out. But I think my gut just knew, like, that he was a flake. And so, make a long story short, I heard, I got a couple updates from him throughout the early morning, early afternoon, the late ap- morning, early afternoon. After I basically pestered him, like, hey, I'm about to order lunch, should I order you something? Oh no, I'm still here. Hey, I'm about to order dinner, should I order you something? Straight to delivered. He read it at first, and then I kept being like, dude, like, what's going on? Like, Are you okay? Like, I know he is a kid, so I started making sure that there, is everything okay with you? Like, what's going on? No response. And then it went from being left on red to being left undelivered to literally, I called him right before I recorded this because I wanted to make sure that I could accurately say this because I accidentally called him a few hours ago when I meant to call my friend, and, cause I'm an idiot, and their names start with the same letter. And it sounds like he blocked me. Like I just went straight to voicemail. And I was like, this asshole blocked me? And so just to make sure, I called him right before I'm recording this. It's like nine something. And I'm pretty sure he blocked me. And I text him and it didn't even go through as an iMessage. It went through as, um, I mean, like when it goes green, when you have an iPhone to iPhone. And I'm like, he blocked me. And now there's so many things I want to say about this. So first I want to say is that this is the self-love squad, right? And as great as it is for me to laugh and joke with you all about bts memes and about pop culture there's so much more that i'm working on in my self-love journey than that and i really want to be more intentional going forward in talking about that and this is the beginning of of doing so right and so what this situation has, the situation has brought up, well, let me just backtrack. The situation has brought up for me a lot of unsolved, unprocessed negative beliefs about myself and limiting beliefs about myself. And I see what happened today as a repeating cycle. And I think this is the first time that it's happened that I've actually been conscious like, bitch, we've done this before, like, I'm having emotional deja vu, because I believe I mentioned this in the first Dating while Fat um, episode, where in 2018, I was dating a guy down here, uh, coincidentally, is that how you say it? Coincidentally? Coincident? Bitch. Basically, (laughs) the guy from 2018 and the guy from today actually kind of look alike they're not the same guy but they actually kind of look alike um so I guess I have a type (laughs) I didn't know it um but both the idea of like there were so many red flags early in the beginning and because I was so desperate for having my physical and emotional needs met I ended up setting myself up for failure and now that I'm able to realize that through this process. I think it's important to dig deep as to why I allow myself to be put in these situations. And first and foremost, you are not responsible. I am not responsible for the negative ways that people mistreat you. I don't deserve what happened today. And if you've been through something similar, you don't deserve it either. I don't give a fuck if you ignored red flags so big they smacked you in the face. Like, you don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. But the idea of... (laughs) How do I want to word this? Like, I guess what I'm saying is what happened today was completely avoidable. And there's a difference between bad things that happened to you that were completely out of your control and bad things that happened because you opened the doorway for them to happen. And so one of the things that I noticed about myself when I really had to sit and process this, because I was really upset when I realized that I was being stood up and i just kept holding on all day like he's gonna show up he's gonna show up why do i want him to show up so badly like why do i want this so badly and it's because whether i want to admit it or not i do deep down believe that i am not worthy of the love i give like i'm not worthy to receive that back i have gained quite a bit of weight since I have um purposefully tried to date. And I'm not even gonna count my um tender experience experiments last summer. I'm not even gonna count those because at the end of the day, we were in COVID. We're still in COVID, but we were in the depths of COVID. I couldn't go out on dates, on dates anyway, you know? Um so i'm talking about the last time i really like intentionally physically was like let's go on dates like i want to physically meet people was like 2018 and i was shit 50 pounds lighter maybe more and um I had just gained a little bit of weight because i had just given up dieting earlier that year but i was still in the category where it's acceptable fat and i believe i talked about this in the first episode as well but the idea that like there is a spectrum now that body positivity is popularized there's a level of fatness that is now more culturally accepted by people maybe not by mainstream media but by everyday people and so you get your mini fats like your 10 12s your small fats your 14 16s and then I call this your supermodel fat so like you're 18 to, to a small to a small 22 but they're like but the girls are like 5 10 you know so they don't look like they wear 20 but they do like those people And I was still one of those. I still carried my weight in a way that was socially acceptable. When I am smaller, I have more of an hourglass shape. Because I have a very, very small torso. Very short torso. And so when I gain weight, it directly takes away my waist. And I go from an hourglass shape to an apple shape. Because my waist basically disappears. Um, And I... Notice the difference in how dating has been treating me. I remember that summer, you know, even before then, when I first moved to Texas, I was really into diet culture. I had lost a lot of weight with Weight Watchers um, between the October that I moved to Dallas and then that April when I went to, to New York for the last time and stopped dieting. And just that like, what, like six month period, seven month period, I was was literally getting hit on all the time. Uber drivers were hitting on me. People in bull stores were hitting on me. I was getting hit on all the time. My Tinder was popping. And the only reason why I didn't really go on dates was because I didn't drive and I didn't want to spend money taking ubers for dates you know um but like popping like literally had guys i was talking to all the time like everything right and now it's weird because last year i was still a little smaller than i am now not much but a little bit smaller but because it was the beginning of covid people wanted people to talk to you right like we as a as a global society we're kind of fighting for a sense of normalcy and social interaction and so that's how i did the experiment where i was talking to people from other cities and it didn't really matter because we knew we were never going to meet up like it wasn't ever serious right but now that i'm actively like trying to date and remember that texas has removed It's mask policy. I'm still wearing a mask because I am doing my best to stay safe. I'm also on the road to getting vaccinated. I don't know why it's taking me so long, but I'm doing my best to get the vaccine. Um, but Texas as a state has lifted its, its mask rule and therefore people are out and about. And as much as I don't want to be, I have been more out and about running errands for work and personal errands, you know, for my apartment and whatnot. And people don't talk to me and when they do it's the creepy guys missing their front row teeth teeth like i talked about um in an episode that i'm not sure actually if i'm gonna release that because i was pretty upset this is like a side note i was pretty upset in that episode and i'm black in case you don't know in case you don't follow me on on um instagram and I said, I like slipped and said the N word in that podcast, and it felt very weird. Cause like I'm black, right? I can say whatever I want, but it just felt very weird considering most of my listeners are not black. According to my demographic breakdown, like most of you are white um, or Asian. I have a, <laughs> quite a large Asian population of of listeners, so. I just felt a little, like, contextually off, and so I don't actually know if I'm going to upload that episode, but if I have, then you will have heard about what happened to me about two weeks ago, um, when I basically was harassed multiple times in a day by men, um, but yeah, so I, I just realized that about myself, that deep down, I really do hold on to to the the belief that in this bigger body, I'm not worthy of the love that I want. And because of that, on top of the fact that we have COVID and that my love languages are quality time and physical touch, there's a hint of desperation, right? Like, let's just call it what the fuck it is. Let's just, like, be raw and honest here. That's the point of this podcast. I was desperate. I wanted... The possibility of something between us so badly that all standards went out the window all levels of self-respect went out the window and i truly believe that men can smell can smell desperation i truly believe that whether they want to admit it or not because i don't think and this is just me looking back at retrospect in retrospect I don't think that this was initially his plan. I think he really wanted to get to know me and then saw how eager I was to text him, how I had nothing to do after work and I was always texting him and always available and always free. And then it just became not fun for him anymore, right? Like, why work hard to pursue something that's so easily available? And I'm not saying that I should have to change who I am. One day, I will find someone who appreciates my eagerness to communicate and will appreciate the fact that I want to keep a text conversation going. One day, I will find that person. But in this situation, he smelled that desperation and he basically ran with it. And um, I can only be so mad at him for seeing an opportunity and taking it. Um, However, the next thing is... I, because, going back to that first point, because deep down I do not feel I am worthy of love, I don't think, not even I don't think, I have also been told, put it this way, I've also been told that the people I like will not like me, and I think that whether or not I I truly believe it or not is irrelevant, but I think I definitely acted on that. Because I had been telling people I had been trying to date. You know, I've been on dating apps for about a month now, again. And I'm matched with, like, a couple hundred people across the different ad, um, dating apps. Tinder, Bumble, excuse me, um, Hinge, all the shits, right? And literally cannot keep a convo going. <laughs> more than a couple hours maybe two days is the max then that person unmatched me whereas before when i was smaller but still fat people were trying to take me out to dates the same day if you were following me a couple years ago like right when i first cut my hair do you remember when that guy um no 2019 you remember when that guy wanted to take me out for valentine's day And they got mad because I didn't know him and didn't want to go to his apartment. Yeah, like, that shit used to happen all the time. Like, yo, you're beautiful. It's Friday night. Let's go out. Like, and yeah, there were times where I got stood up, like, at the arcade and stuff like that. But for the most part, I mean, the reason it didn't work out was because either I couldn't make it and they got mad. Or I felt weird. Like, I felt like we weren't compatible. So I let it go. But now it's like, when I tell people, hey, you know, I match with all these people, but for some reason, like, the, the people of color, or like the men of color, don't want to, don't match with me as much as, like, white men, or, like, men my own age don't match with me as much as older men, and then my friends will say, like, oh, well, the men you like don't like you. That hurts. I kind of know what i like at least from an aesthetic standpoint at least from a looks standpoint i am still trying to figure out what i want in terms of other qualities for instance the guy that stood me up today has a kid and i was like oh i don't care wait do i care because i don't even know if i want kids and like obviously we weren't planning it to be official or anything but like what if we started dating And i would be a stepmom like am i okay with that you know kind of like figuring those things out but just hearing that like oh i'm really into like dark-skinned black guys they don't like you okay well i like dating men of color yeah they don't want to date you the white men they'll date fat black girls but but the but the the guys that you're into they don't want to date you that hurts to hear that from people who are your friends that fucking hurts And I think that part of me internalized that conversation because it had began right before I met this guy, right as I got onto dating apps again. And so I think because he fit visually, he fit the box on so many levels that I was so desperate to make it work to get that validation from someone who looked like that. So I could prove myself and others wrong that a man who looked like that could really be interested to me or in me. And so, of course, as we know, that backfired because now not only did, I mean, not only was he not interested in me, essentially, I now have proof that a man that looks like that doesn't like me right as opposed to it being a abstract concept. So there's that. The next thing that this situation has brought up and I think I'm going to close with this cuz it's getting pretty late. Um it's my connection to my body. I am so fucking disconnected from my body. And part of that has to do with eating disorder part of that has to do with um gaining weight and losing weight <clears throat> so frequently that I don't really know how I feel and having body dysmorphia. And I say that because <clears throat> since physical touch is one of my love languages, being desperate to have someone else touch me, not just because it's my love language and I'm touch starved, thanks to good old Rona, but because when someone else touches me, it helps me connect to my body in a way that I don't know how to do myself. And therefore there's almost this codependency on facilitating intimate relationships so that I can connect to myself. And that is a problem because as I'm sure you can guess, it is so easy for someone to take advantage of that simply because they know that I need it. They might not know why, truly, um, but but they can perceive that there's, a, that there's a need there. Maybe they just think I'm like a sex addict or something, but it's not actually about the sex. It's like, I just need you to touch me because I've been disassociated from my body for like six months. And if you touch me in, in any capacity, you rub my back, or something like that than I that helps me connect to my body and so I don't want to leave this episode so down because I know some of you are going to dm me like girl let's talk what's wrong so I'm gonna end this this episode on a high note so here are a couple things I'm committing to do for myself acts of self-love right so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to address these issues with my therapist. We have worked through so much together. We were going on three years working together. It's so fucking crazy to even, like, conceive that I've been working with her for almost three years. Like, it's so crazy. She's so great. But bringing these, these... issues up with my therapist and working through them from a clinical standpoint that's first and foremost. Two, I think that I am going to revisit um I can't remember who writes it, but it's called like the soulmate book or like how to find your soulmate or something like that. I'll put it on Instagram once I find it on my bookshelf. It's an amazing book that really teaches you how to look at your soulmate and how to manifest it. But more importantly, through manifestation, it reminds you that in order to attract your dream soulmate, you have to be the right kind of magnet. Which means, which is, I'm now explaining why that matters to me. So I'm not necessarily doing it just so I can attract someone i'm doing it because in doing this work i feel that i will become the person i need to be to attract the love that i deserve and that i want and i don't know what that looks like right now i don't really know what that means but we'll figure it out so that's what three yeah three things the third thing is i definitely want to get back to my self-care practice i haven't really been meditating we're working out or drinking enough water or getting enough vegetables I've been eating out a lot I haven't been um prioritizing self-care enough and like real self-care like not like oh I'm just gonna like do a bath bomb like no like I need to go get my eyes checked I need to go to the gyno I need to you know what I'm saying get a physical for this year like I need to start working out, eat more veggies again, like really prioritizing myself so that when a guy comes along, I have so much going on for myself that if he doesn't fit into that lifestyle that I'm leading for myself, then it's an automatic no. It's an automatic no for me. And then lastly, I think that I need to learn how to be alone fully because part of the reason I started this podcast is that I hate hearing my own thoughts in my head and so I wanted a place to say them aloud. I need to learn how to be okay with being single. I've been single for four years and I've not been okay with it. I need to be okay with being by myself. I need to be okay with being alone and in my own company and disconnected electronically not like disconnected from my body but disconnected electronically and really just be with myself and feel my emotions and like connect with my body and and sit and like feel what's going on and learn how to be my own best friend like, I really need to work on that and that's what this whole platform and this whole self love squad and self love journey is really all about is being your own best friend and I would never treat my best friend the way I've treated, been treating myself and I've been treating my body and I've been allowing other people to treat me and other people to treat my body it's just unacceptable I would never let someone treat my best friend like that so why would I treat myself like that and oh okay I will say one more thing I really want to work on finding myself sexually I don't mean like sexual orientation when I'm bisexual like we know uh, I'm by bisexual I mean I like BTS and women like that's pretty much it um but like really finding myself what I like sexually and what I don't like and just kind of like healing myself around sex and my relationship to to it, and, like, being comfortable in my own body, and stuff like that, so that when romantic situations do arise, I'm not so tempted by shiny things, you know? I'm not so easily swayed in that regard. So, yeah, that's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will talk to you next time. Deuces! Surprise, Sade, I'm back, so I thought that was going to be the end of the episode, but then I was talking to my friend for the last, like, 15 minutes, telling her what had happened, and she was like, yo, you need to know if he really blocked you, because she was like, what if his phone just died, or his phone broke, or, like, something really really did happen, and you're out here talking shit about him on the internet, and then he hears it, and I was like, yo, I didn't think about that like i did originally think that maybe something had happened but then it was just too sus and i was like oh my gosh like i should just like confirm so then because she crazy so she was like okay so you need to do star 20 stars uh 67 and write down his number and then call from star 67 and it'll go through like even if you haven't saved as your contact it'll go through and then right after call from your phone and see if it if like what happens girl this motherfucker blocked me so i called from the star 67 and it went through but he didn't pick up it just rang and rang and rang and then went to voicemail and then i called from my number straight to voicemail and then i tried to text him and he has an iphone so it's going straight to green no delivered and so I may not have been um I may not have been blocked earlier he might have just not been answering me but I'm definitely blocked now so I could talk shit I don't even care fuck him